What is good, y'all? Welcome back to the Bless Beyond Measure podcast show. I'm your host, CL The Source, at CL underscore The Source on Instagram. Also, at Bless Beyond Measure podcast on Instagram as well. Follow those two accounts for the latest updates to the podcast and what's going on with CL in my everyday life. Um, thank you once again for tuning in. This is episode two, season three of the Bless Beyond Measure podcast. And if you're listening to this episode, you more than likely saw the title of the episode, which is my thoughts on toxic masculinity. And I've got toxic masculinity in quotations because I am not so sure that toxic masculinity exists. Now, hold on. Before I say that, I want to preface this episode by saying that I'm still learning and I'm still Working on my understanding as to what true masculinity is and what true femininity is for that matter. So everything with me in general is ever evolving. But in regards to this topic of conversation, this is totally ever evolving. Um, it's, it's, I'm open to dialogue. I'm open to discussion. So please, if you take offense in anything that may come up in this episode, please feel free to bring it to my attention so we can create that dialogue around it. You know, we can actually have conversations and talk and you can help me with my understanding. I can give you, you know, my perspective so we can come to a general, you know, uh, just a good place where there is a collective understanding and we're helping bring that. Um, anyway, y'all know how to reach me. Like I said, I mentioned my Instagrams at CL underscore the source at Bless Beyond Measure Podcast. You can also email me. Bless Beyond Measure Podcast at gmail.com. You can hit me up on Twitter at BBM Pod Life. So, uh, before, before sitting down to create this episode, I wanted to familiarize myself with the term toxic masculinity. So I Googled it, and this is what came up Toxic masculinity includes behaviors like suppressing emotions, masking distress, maintaining a tough image using violence as a marker or of power and believing anything feminine indicates weakness. This is per the New York Times on Google. It's one of the first articles that pop up. I read a couple of different articles and they all seem to align with this. So that totally wiped out my whole idea of what toxic masculinity was. Um, when I first heard toxic ma masculinity, my first thought it was like it was an attack on masculinity itself. I felt that People from this newer, more quote unquote PC society, politically correct society that we live in, were creating ways of attacking men for being masculine and that masculinity was being portrayed in a bad way. But again, based on the definition that Google provided that I just read, it doesn't seem to be that way at all. And, you know, it, it actually more so seems like it's identifying the traits and qualities of masculinity that could be toxic to men in general, like. Again, suppressing emotions, not communicating our feelings, etc. Things like that can be very damaging to anyone, not just men. When we do things like that, we need we breed we breed resentment, um, anger, stress, and it all leads to dis dis uh, dis ease. Hence, the word disease, and that in itself is absolutely toxic. If you ask me, you know, uh, it's toxic to oneself. It's toxic to those around around you, and it's just toxic to your whole experience of life. And uh, 
it's a pretty sad place to be. But, you know, from my observations and the way things have been feeling, uh, we've been in the midst of a massive shift in humanity for a while now where we're undergoing enormous change in how we do things. How things used to be are no longer how they are now. A lot's changed. People, men and women alike, are expressing their individuality more outwardly, and there is a lot more equality now than ever before. And there's still much progress to be made, but that should not overshadow the fact that tremendous progress has already taken place. We've come a long way for sure, and um, we still got a long way to go, but we should definitely acknowledge where we're at, and we should definitely... Um, acknowledge the the huge amount of progress because not that long ago things were way different and uh you look at like the early 1900s to the 1950s to the 1970s to the 80s to the 90s to the early 2000s to where we're currently at right now a lot has changed a lot has shifted and i'm usually all for progress and improvement you know one of my favorite sayings is there's always room for improvement as good as things are, there's always room for improvement. Nothing will ever be perfect unless you are you're of the perspective that everything is perfectly imperfect. And when I say everything, I mean everything. But that's a totally different conversation. Maybe I'll leave that for another episode. <laughs> um, but really, I say that to say even in our constant quest for progress and improvements, things will always be a work in progress. It's it's a continuous um effort is a continuous process of achieving progress and getting better as humanity um we as human beings may not always see eye to eye or hell some of us may never even agree on anything but i think it's important to acknowledge that we all we are all right in some degree if we look at it from the other person's point of reference but Again, I digress from the original topic of conversation, which is talking about toxic masculinity. Um, with the new balance of equality coming into form in our everyday lives, also comes it also brings a lot of confusion. And in today's world, people are getting canceled for saying or doing things out of natural curiosity. People literally don't know, and when they question something, somebody else takes offense to it, and they're getting canceled. Obviously, there's more extreme situations of, of what I just described, but in general, that's what seems like it's happening. It's like when there's a lot of changes being, that, that have been happening and taking place in our society, and people can't even ask questions no more without somebody finding offense, finding a way to take offense to it, and that leads to a lot of disconnect, a lot of separation, um, and it's just... Uh, it it just sucks. <laughs> all in all, it just sucks. Um, but anyway, the dialogue's getting lost. Bottom line, and as we move into the collective direction that we're moving in, the disconnect is getting wider, which ironically is working against all of the progress that is being made because it's separating us instead of binding us. Now, what I just said could could be completely wrong, could be completely misconstrued to someone else with a strong stance on what they believe. And maybe I'm wrong, but I'm of the belief that peaceful coexistence is one of our highest priorities as people, as human beings, to to peacefully coexist on this world, in this in this earth. And I believe it's I believe it's possible. We don't have to be at each other's necks for every little thing. I get it though. You know, um, there's opposition, and every it seems 
every direction we look in, you know, especially in here in America, the divide is just so real. Um, might as well refer to us as the divided states of America instead of the United States because it just seems like this is the most divided it's been since apartheid, basically. Um, you know, there's different groups that just band together and that are against other groups and it's 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 really sad to see um there's a lot of violence and um but you know uh, i'm not here to be a pessimistic person and 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 bring more life to that than than it already has but i really just want to highlight that you know with the dialogue getting lost it's creating that confusion and um it's not helping bring more understanding to where we are as a as a society as a humanity and um and it's just it's destroying the possibility for that peaceful coexistence and uh it just that peaceful coexistence seems more and more unattainable if we can't have we can't even have simple conversations to help bring a stronger collective understanding to the issues that seemingly surround us um when we're constantly in disagreement or looking for or looking for ways to attack each other, peace simply can cannot exist fully. It just can't because we're attacking each other. So how can peace exist when we're using our energy to attack one another and not understand each other and not operate from love? Um, now, again, I digress and I apologize. I tend to kind of get long-winded with certain things, but in tying that back to toxic masculinity, which is our original topic of discussion here, I clearly outlined what the Google definition was. And here it is again, just so, just so we can, you know, stay on the same page. Toxic masculinity includes behaviors like suppressing emotions, masking distress, maintaining a tough image, using violence as a marker of power, and believing anything feminine indicates weakness. And again, that's per the New York Times. Um, pretty respectable source i'd say you know it's uh well known i don't know about respectable um it's lost a lot of credibility um you know recently with everything that's kind of been going on um lately i don't really follow the news too much but you know when you hear the new york times it's a pretty credible source um but anyway Maybe I'm wrong, but I think there are people out there that believe that toxic masculinity is something entirely different from what was just explained and defined by the New York Times. Um, like I said, I think that there are some people out there, uh, actually large groups of people, that look at the term toxic masculinity and think of it as masculinity just being toxic on its own when masculinity is necessary, just like Feminine femininity is is necessary. Um, they're two polar opposites, but they need each other to exist, to you know, to to to, to thrive. Um, and you know, again, maybe I'm wrong, but that's just what it seems like. And um, you know, from conversations I've been a part of when talking about this subject. It does feel like the term toxic masculinity seems to imply that masculinity in general is indeed toxic and there seems to be an agenda to increase femininity, which for the record, I'm not in opposition of. Now, what I am in opposition of is if the increasing of femininity also leads to the drowning out of true masculinity, 
which is equally as important as femininity, in my opinion. Um, masculinity and feminine, femininity <laughs> um, are polar opposites but need each other in order to exist, just like everything with two ends of a spectrum. You can't have one without the other. I mean, think about it. Theoretically, fe femininity somehow pushed masculinity out of existence. That act in itself would be one of masculine nature. We, and I'm talking about men and women, all have both feminine and masculine qualities in us. But clearly some qualities are stronger in some of us than others. But that's what makes us all different and unique, yet deeply connected and deeply human. That's what makes us human beings. You know, we're... We're so different, but we're so the same at the same time. And um, that's that's pretty deep if you think about it. But, you know, again, I don't want to veer too far off of the actual discussion, you know. And, again, I could be, be totally talking a lot of mumbo-jumbo right now. Um, but, truthfully, I'm speaking from my core. And, like I mentioned earlier, I'm always learning, open to learning. And... You know, this is something that I truly feel in in observing where we're at today as a society. Um, and continuing this discussion, I really want to talk about a book that I'm currently rereading. I've already read it once, and um, I'm reading it again because it's one of those books that you just got to go back to, or at least for myself, I, I want to go back to when I want to learn it more i want to get a greater understanding of the content that it provides and um you know um i want to give you a little bit of a background as to how i found this book if you know me on a more personal level you know that nipsey hustle nipsey hustle uh who's a modern day philosopher through the art of rap that left us far too soon rest in peace nip big love to you and your family and uh thank you for everything that he's done I'm very grateful to have uh, come across Nip and his work and for the work that he's done, um, you know, in his in his um, in his sections and in his communities and and just for the world, the impact that he left, the legacy that he left um, in, in, a, in a life that was cut short. And, um, you know, again, rest in peace, Nip. Anyway, um He's clearly somebody I greatly admire and, you know, my curiosity about Nipsey led me to look into some of the books that he may have read and through a simple Google search, I found an entire book list of books he's read. Uh, it was pretty dope to come across. He's, he's got a lot of books that he's read that he promotes, that he, you know, shares with other people that he can attribute to a lot of his involvement as a human being. Um, and the specific book that caught my eye in that book list was based on the title alone. And, you know, so I hopped on Amazon and I'm not going to tell you all the title right now because I want to kind of give you this little background. Um, after hopping on Amazon, I ordered myself a copy, read the book and, um, you know, I learned something else about this book and how Nipsey found this book as well. And it was it, it, it was definitely intriguing. Um, so Nip actually found out about this book through his girlfriend or wife. I think they were married, but like from my understanding, it was an illegal marriage. Um, Lauren London. Um, they were in a relationship 
and um she shared this book with him and you know the reason for my intrigue was why his you know his his partner Lauren London clearly a female shared this book with him um was because the title of this book is called The Way of the Superior Man by an author named David Dita David Dita I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right but it's a book that's been in publication for almost 25 years now and there um there have been three different versions uh, release for, from the original to kind of keep up with the times um for me it's a fascinating book that helped me learn a lot about who i am as a person and as a man uh the reason why i'm rereading it is because it's one of these books that i feel i want to go back to so that i can like i said just get a greater understanding of its content and you know see how it relates to me and and um how i can apply it into my everyday life um as a man and as a human being and the fact that Lauren London gave this book to Nip intrigued me because she's obviously a female and she felt that this was an important book for her man to read and understand. After reading it myself, I understand why. For those that believe that masculinity on its own is toxic, I surely can understand and empathize with you why you may feel that way because there are a lot of us men that don't know how to lean into true authentic masculinity and I, for one, have been guilty of that it's something that i constantly try to understand and work on every day i'm aware of and you know at its at its core what i've learned from this book that true masculinity is integrity it's courageousness it's guided by purpose and deeply rooted in love love is at the core and exactly what femininity is so when you combine those two, when you when both authentic masculine energy and authentic feminine energy meet, that is love in its highest form. And honestly, as beautiful as that sounds, it could be downright frightening. That shit is intimidating. That shit is scary, at least from my perspective, because I built up these walls so high, you know, growing up because I... I'm pretty sure I mentioned this in several different episodes in the past, but my whole idea of what a relationship was, what marriage was, um, and, and what love was, was entirely jaded because of what I seen around me. My mom and dad broke up. My grandma and my grandpa, they weren't a thing, um, you know, aunties and uncles broke up, this and that. And, uh, you know, I've been in relationships where I've gotten hurt. I've, I've hurt other people, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, um, and when I, when I let those walls down, I open myself up to that love. Um, and you open yourself up to that hurt as well. But that's, that's the, uh, the tricky part about it, in my estimation, you know what I'm saying? It's uh, it's something that I'm still learning how to do. I'm still learning how to kind of lead with love, do things from love. Uh, something, like I said, I'm aware of. And, you know, my last relationship with my last serious girlfriend, she and I were in love. Um, or so I thought we were. And I still love her to this day. 
and I'm sure she still got love for me too. We're just not in love anymore. You know what I'm saying? We're not in a relationship anymore. But, you know, that doesn't mean that, like, I have any ill will towards her. It's all love. It's all big love, you know what I'm saying? And um, through through my own processes that I've mentioned in the past, you know, I've I've, I've learned how to forgive and get back to love, you know, like, and just abolish hate, really. You know, I'm trying trying my best to work from love rather than from fear or rather rather than working from skepticism or, you know, stuff like that. I'm trying to do everything, every action that I do. I'm trying to do that from a place of love. And um, it's heavy work, but I believe it's all working towards something greater that I can even comprehend. And, you know, I guess only time will tell. But, you know, I'm focusing energy on healing and I'm cutting through years and generations of conditioning. So, you know, again, in tying that back to toxic masculinity, um, I don't even believe that toxicity comes from masculinity. Because if the masculinity is true and authentic and real and, you know, people are living like men are living men and women alike because we, you know, like I mentioned earlier, men and women, we both have feminine and masculine traits within us. Obviously, some stronger than the others, but, you know, both energies depend on each other to thrive. And it's, um, I'm still learning, um, what, what it, what it means, what it all means. I'm still putting it all together. And I think it's going to be a forever thing to just continuously learn. You know, I talk about that all the time. Just, just every day learning is a process every single day and yeah it's uh it's one of them things where um the thought can evolve as the times are evolving you know we're we're in completely different times right now progress is being made left and right and you know um it's uh it's 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 one of the things i think that bring life to life bring color to life and, um, yeah, that's why I said in the beginning, I don't believe toxic masculinity is a thing because I don't believe that toxicity comes just from masculinity. And, you know, it's, um, again, this is all my opinion and I'm still putting it all together, but I, I believe that if we learn how, if like a, a, a real man learns how to be truly authentically masculine that is what can help unlock the highest love. And same with the feminine, you know, like the feminine is going to unlock that masculinity. It's, it's, they're both needed to, to thrive and bring about that highest form of love, which is in my estimation, the most powerful energy in the world. And, um, I, I, I know that sounds sappy. That sounds corny and shit. Um, shit, even me saying it made me feel corny, <laughs> but I believe it to be true and it's something that I'm learning and it feels right. And, um, love is, uh, love is amazing, man. You know, I've been in love. I love a lot of people. I love people in general. I've been in relationships where I've been in love, you know what I'm saying? And, um, it's, uh, 
it's another thing that brings color to this life for sure. And, um, yeah, with that being said, that's kind of just some of the thoughts I have on toxic masculinity. Again, if there was anything in this conversation that you feel might have offended you or you are unclear of or you want me to kind of uh, break down a little bit more, explain myself a little bit more, I'm more than happy to do so. Feel free to reach out to me again at CL underscore the source on Instagram at Bless Beyond Measure Podcast. Shoot me a DM. Um Hit, hit me up on the email at blessedbeyondmeasurepodcast at gmail.com, uh, at BBM Podlife on Instagram. And I believe there's even a way where you can leave a voicemail through Anchor. If you go to my, to, to my Anchor page, you can leave a voicemail, and I can actually share that on the next episode, and I can actually speak to you um, directly. Um, and again, I'm willing to do that. I'm always willing to have dialogue and help bring a greater understanding and, and just connect us all again and, and do do my part in bringing us all back together um, in unison and in, in, in as much unity as possible. Um, but yeah, with that being said, that is today's episode of the Blessed Beyond Measure podcast. Wrapping up, throwing that in the books. That's episode two, season three. Like I mentioned in all my other episodes, I got some other Really cool stuff cooking up. Bear with me, y'all. Um, I'm back to a consistent work schedule um, through my employer. Um, and, you know, it's going to be a, a little bit more challenging to kind of um, be as consistent as I want to be. But I'm taking the challenge and I am going to meet the challenge and, and do my very best to, um, you know, do what I got to do to continue to bring you all good content. Um, that can help y'all, help y'all grow, help y'all learn, help me learn, and uh, yeah, just have 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 fun while doing it all. But anyway, y'all, thank you so much for listening to yet another episode of the Blessed Beyond Measure podcast. Peace and love to all y'all. Stay healthy, stay safe, and stay blessed, y'all. Peace.